the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. My, my rock, my Lord, my Messiah, Jesus. Our message today is based on our epistle lesson, 1 Thessalonians, and particularly as, as Paul prays in the verse 12. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, so that he may establish your heart so that you will be blameless in, this, in the holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and all his saints. This is a powerful appeal to God that I found quite comforting if I can only listen to it and learn from it. It is interesting that, that Paul is not telling the Thessalonians here what to do, but he is asking God to give them the strength to do it, to love one another and all. Here it shows yet another amazing, great grace. See, God does for us what we can't do, what, in fact, we don't want to do for ourselves. God doesn't just grace us with the gift of eternal life, but God also graciously strengthens us in our loving response to his gift of grace and our life of discipleship. You see, we all know the message that Jesus has told us as we're covered in grace for him and waiting for him to come again. He said first, to love him with our whole heart, and second, to love our neighbors as ourselves. He also tells us to love our enemies, to love, to pray for those who persecute us. Those are pretty simple messages there. Pretty simple message, but I don't know about you, but, but pretty hard for me. See, I absolutely want to love God with, with my whole heart. And then uh, the world gets in the way and, and I get angry or I get anxious or, or I have these desires and wants for material things and so forth, and it's tough. And, it, and as far as lo loving everybody else, well, you know, I have a hard time at times loving my closest friends. And, you know, it gets even harder for me to love that guy that uh, goes in front of me at the intersection. And yet, it gets even harder when somebody disagree with my views and my opinions. And then, for me, it's, uh, for me personally, it's impossible on my own terms to love those that hate me, that, that hate my country, and, and hate my beliefs. Quite simply, I can't do it on my own. And you know what? Paul knew it. And God is here wanting to strengthen us in our relationship. This is why Paul was praying for the Lord to make us increase and abound in love for one another and for all. We can't do these things on ourselves, by ourselves. But if we surrender to God, he can do these things through us. God wants that relationship with us. Jesus came down to live with us. Jesus died on the cross for us. Jesus rose again so we could be in his eternal family with our sins removed. This we all know to be true. We lean on this promise. But do we lean on God on a relational basis daily as he wants and desires? Do we open ourselves to the transformative powers of the Holy Spirit as he wants and desires? I have a wonderful story to, to share with you. It is that of Louis Zamperini. 
And it's illustrated in, in Laura Hildebrand's book, Unbroken. See, Zamperini in his boyhood, he was uh, an incorrigible delinquent. He, uh, he broke into houses, he stole things, he got into fights and, and much more. And then as he became a, a teenager, he started trans-channeling uh, his defiance into running. In fact, he, he ran so well and so much, he, he became a, a runner and uh, competed in the Berlin Olympics. Then World War II came, and he went from being an athlete to an airman. The book describes how Japanese soldiers captured Zamperini and sent him to a prisoner of war camp. Perhaps the most sadistic of all the Japanese commanders of these prisoner of war camps, Amutsuro Watanabe, oversaw the prison. I had to practice that name a lot. He was nicknamed the bird by the prisoners, and he was nicknamed the bird because he, uh, he took a special pleasure of not only killing the prisoners, but torturing them and making them suffer for a long time before he killed them. Zamperini suffered horribly in that camp, and after the war he suffered uh, very much from PTSD and was obsessed with returning to Japan only so he could hunt down the bird and murder him. Well, eventually Zamperini did return to Japan, but not to kill Watanabe. He described it in a letter to his former tormentor. As a result of my prisoner of war experience and your unwarranted and unreasonable punishment, my post-war life became a nightmare. It was not so much due to the pain and the suffering as it was to the tension of stress and humiliation that caused me to hate with a vengeance. The post-war nightmares caused my life to crumble. But thanks to a confrontation with God, I committed my life to Christ. Love has replaced the hate I had for you. Christ said, forgive your enemies and pray for them. I returned to Japan in 1952 and was graciously allowed to address all the Japanese war criminals at the Sugama prison. I asked them about you and was told that you probably had committed harakiri, which I'm sad to hear. At that moment, like the others, I also forgave you and now would hope that you had also become a Christian. This was the kind of love Paul prayed to God for in our Thessalonian text. The Holy Spirit so increased Zamperini's love that it overflowed to the point that it came upon the least likely of all its recipients. And this is what God wants to do for us. We can't love like this on our own, but if we surrender ourselves to God, have a relationship with him, a relationship that he so desires to lean on him and the grace and promises he gives. This is a love we can have and share with the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? It's all in his plan. You see, God has a plan and he has asked us to be a part of his plan while we're here on earth. He wants us to be a part of the growth of his family of faith his kingdom of righteousness, not in our sinfulness, but in the perfection that we gain through Jesus Christ. And with that, with the love we receive from Jesus Christ, 
not our earthly understanding of love, but of the unconditional love that comes from the Holy Spirit. With that love, he sends us out on that action plan. And that's to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them everything that he has taught us. You know what the best part of that is? He says, and surely I am with you always to the end of the days, always. You see, this is what he asks of us. But he does not ask us to do it alone. He asks us to do it with him, in relationship with him, surrendering to his will, allowing him to work through us. We are broken, sinful people. On our own, we cannot overcome our sin. Whether it be gossip or judgment or hate or jealousy or addictions and afflictions or, or whatever, whatever is on our heart. But we can through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot love in the way we're asked to love and grow the kingdom as we're asked to grow God's kingdom on our own. But we can with the love of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. An unconditional love that comes from God and has been given to us through Jesus' death and resurrection. We can because of the grace that he gives us. So let us pray. As Paul and Timothy and Silas prayed for the Thessalonians. Please, Lord, make us here at Christ Lutheran Church and School increase and abound in our love for one another and for all those around us. So that you may establish our hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. So that we may be vessels of your love to our school to our neighborhood, to our workplace, to our, our, our local mission field, and, and the kingdom around us and beyond. Let us lean on you and open our hearts to you always at all times. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now, please stand as you're able as we read the Apostles' Creed.